Hello, my name 3301. Today's story comes from the Reddit user u slash the underscore bitch underscore is underscore here. This is part 4 in a 6 part series. I sat under a tree, in the forest, holding a pen, and a piece of paper that I got from the house. On the paper was the word suspects written at the top, underlined. I stared at the paper, mind completely blank. Then I started to think about the comments the people left in my last few posts. A ton of them said that I was a suspect. Some of them came up with a few theories. Was I the cause of all this? I didn't want to believe that I was doing all of this. I have always been afraid of hurting people. So I tried not to think about it all that much. Like a stupid coward. That is a horrible example to set for the twins. If I wanted to solve this mystery, I had to list all suspects. So I wrote my name as the top suspect on that list, even though I hated the thought of me hurting someone. I thought about how distant and strange the uncle was acting. There was something off about the uncle. So I wrote twins uncle under my name. I flipped the paper over and wrote what we know at the top of the page, underlining it. I wrote there is always blood at the scene as the first thing. Below that, I wrote it always happens after I go to sleep and they are near me. For the next hour or so, I listed down everything I knew. Like the victims names, dates of their disappearances, estimates of the times they went missing, even the aftermaths of the disappearances. When I was finished, I folded the papers and tried figuring out where to put them. I can't carry things in my shadow form. I walked back to the house, and put the papers under a rock, where I knew they would be safe. The twins were at school, and that uncle was still at the house. I snuck back in the closet and waited for the twins to come back. I decided to see if I was possibly the one doing it, like the people in the comments are saying. I read and reread the notes I made for about an hour until I had all the notes I made memorized. After about an hour later, I heard the uncle going outside and starting the car. He must be going to pick the twins up from school. I decided to look around the uncle's room. The uncle had been acting extremely distant and strange these past few days. I snuck into the uncle's room and started looking. I opened a junk drawer in the closet and found nothing in there. Just a bunch of wrappers in there. I looked on the bedside table and found the picture of the exact same woman I found in the guest room. The woman was wearing an orange striped dress and a bunch of jewelry. She had a huge, genuine smile on her face. Who was this woman that I kept seeing so much in pictures? What happened to her? Where is she? I put the picture down, thinking that I was asking too many questions about the woman. Maybe it was a family member or something? If she was, how come I have never seen or heard about her at the old house? About half an hour later, I heard the front door opening and closing, and the sound of footsteps walking in the house. The twins must be home. I wondered if they had a good school day. I slipped out of the room in my shadow form and went downstairs to see Andrew asking the uncle if he can go to the park. The uncle nodded, without even looking at him. Does the uncle even care about them? I watched as Andrew threw open the front door and walked outside. 
Addison started doing her homework after Andrew left. The uncle was still making dinner, so I decided to look around the house some more. I snuck through the kitchen and went to the dining room. A wooden table was right in the middle of the room, and wooden chairs were around the table. The tablecloth had a flower pattern on it, with a few stains from food. One of the plans I came up with was to stay up all night to see if anyone went missing the next morning. That plan was to see if I was a possible suspect, since it seems to only happen when I'm asleep. I'll do that plan when I get mad at someone. I didn't find anything that would help in the case in the dining room. I snuck outside the dining room and found a strange door that I have never seen before. I guessed it led to the basement. I snuck under the door, and what I saw will forever haunt my nightmares. It was the woman from the picture's dead body. It looked like she was stabbed multiple times. Her stomach was cut open, and I noticed that a few of her organs were missing. Her eyes were gouged out, and all her fingers and toes were removed. Her fingers and toes were in a pile nearby. It looked like she had been tortured before her death and that she had been dead for a while. The room had a putrid and horrible smell, causing me to vomit in a trash can. I was frozen in fear. Who knew humans can be so awful? Who murdered her? Why did they murder her? I never seen her enter the house, so that means that she was already dead before the twins' arrival. I tried to look away. I wanted to look away. But I couldn't, no matter how hard I tried. Then I felt the familiar feeling of rage. What kind of horrible monster would do this to someone? Who would torture an innocent woman like that? Who did this to her? I guess I'm not sleeping tonight. I quickly slid from below the door, and passed the uncle in the kitchen. I slid under the back door, and ran. Ran as far away from the house as possible. Ran as far away from him as possible. How could someone do that to another human? Why would those people let the twins near that horrible person? If I could even call the uncle a person. I sat down near a tree, and let it all out. I sobbed for what felt like hours, but I was out there for only a few minutes. When I ran out of tears, I thought of a story I used to hear the twins' mother tell them all the time. I think it was called Hansel and Gretel? anything to distract myself from the horror I saw in the basement. I remember that I used to be happy when I heard that Hansel and Gretel got a happy ending the first time I heard the story. I remember the twins being happy too. Even when they heard that exact same story millions of times, they always found themselves smiling at the end of it. I always thought that everyone deserved a happy and joyful ending. But now, I find myself questioning if happy endings do even exist. Thank you for listening to part 4 of I'm the monster who lives in your closet. Although I don't have a spine I do hope this story gave yours shivers. Tune in next time for part 5, and until then have a lovely horrid day.